I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 82 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey friend, happy Monday. Although I'm having a Monday. I'm actually recording this podcast on a Monday, the day that it is due to my podcast editor. And ah, golly, this is like one of those Monday mornings where I'm like, I just want to go back and like go back to bed. I broke a glass this morning when I was feeding the dogs and like getting the coffee ready. It's such a small thing, but it ended up being like such a huge disaster and a huge mess because I'm trying to like clean up glass, but I was barefoot and my dogs were like around and I've got the two big Great Danes. And of course, they don't understand when I'm like, get back because there's glass. They just want to walk wherever they want to walk. And they needed to go outside because they had just eaten breakfast. And one of our dogs does not have much of a time span between when she eats and when she needs to get outside. And my husband was in the shower, so he didn't even hear me like yelling for help. And so it was just like a hectic and chaotic morning. And meanwhile, I'm like, I have this podcast. I have to record and get to my editor and like thinking through the ideas. And I'm so excited about today's episode. But after I broke the glass, I was like, I don't even want to record the podcast. I'm like so crabby and cranky. So I had to give myself some time, some space. I had to drink my coffee, go for a short little walk and get myself in a good headspace. So I hope you're having a really good Monday. I hope you're not having a Monday like mine was when I was recording this episode. But I tell you, some Mondays are like that. And I am like, energy is really important to me. Like, I'm generally like an optimistic, positive person. And so when I am like in a bad headspace, it is hard for me to like let it go and move forward. So if that happens to be you, I completely relate and understand. I know Mondays sometimes can be hard, especially Mondays. At the end of the year, when you're probably feeling tired, your students are probably feeling tired, and you might just be over it. So the good news is I have some ideas that I'm going to share with you today that I think will help you and your students just have a little bit more fun, especially when it comes to some literacy and reading things for the end of the year. So if you're feeling a Monday, 
definitely listen through this episode because I have 10 different activities that are super quick, low prep, easy for you to implement. You could probably start doing some of them today, and they will just be some fun ways for you and your students to celebrate all of the reading and writing and literacy growth instruction activities, things that you have done this year, which is why I was so excited to record this episode. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the content. When you're planning your end of year activities, and I know I've talked about just like a couple of things, you know, it's like the end of the year is just this like fine balance of trying to like keep students engaged, but not like rely solely on movies, make it meaningful, but also make sure that you as a teacher have time to like get all of your stuff done so you don't have to stay super late to back up your classroom and all of those things. So when you are thinking about end of year activities, and this is for anything you're planning with your students, when you are thinking about end of year activities, There are really a couple of ways that you can easily modify or adjust them that are going to help increase the fun and engagement for your students, which will just make them want to stay involved in these activities longer. So whatever you're planning, always think about are there ways that you can add in opportunities for your students to collaborate and work together? Students love working together. And especially, I mean, I think at the end of the year, you've got strong classroom community and relationships. I know my students always started to get really sentimental about like, we're not going to be together. And so I think any time that they could do partner practice, group work, I mean, we were just trying to sort of love being together as much as we possibly could. And so towards the end of the year, especially once we were done with testing, we kind of just got rid of independent work and did everything with partners or with groups because it was more fun for students. Other things you can do, movement. Let students walk around. Let them lay on the carpet. Let them, you know, go sit up on the back counter next to the window with a clipboard. Let them just not be confined to their desks. So if you can incorporate movement into an activity, that is going to help increase the fun and engagement. I think anytime you can add in, even if it is a small little game-like element, whether it is something that is timed, there is like a winner, I don't know, anything that you can make it seem like a game is going to make it fun for the students. And then adding in any sort of incentive, and it doesn't have to be like external big prizes, even if it's some sort of internal incentive or, you know, a celebration or something that makes it a little bit more like, hey, we're working towards this, you know, extra time to play outside for recess. Some sort of incentive can, of course, make it more fun. So whether it's these activities that I'm about to share or anything that you are planning, those are just some really good ways to help boost the fun and engagement at the end of the year. So 10 ideas, and these are going to go quick. So even though I say 10 and I'm always long-winded. I'm going to keep these short and sweet because they're somewhat self-explanatory. So 10 things that you can do with your students that are sort of like focused on either reading or writing that are great for end of year. So the first thing you could have your students do is create a summer reading list. Of course, we want our students to be reading over the summer. So, you know, if we have a plan, we're much more likely to stick to it. So spend some time and let your students develop their summer reading list. And a really fun way that you could do this I don't know if you have ever done with your students. We used to do this a lot, but I always called it find someone who, and it's a really easy way to bring in movement into the activity. And so basically you're going to have your students, instead of them just coming up with like the 10 books they want to read, you know, maybe you say, okay, figure out how many books you want to read over the summer and then have them identify the genres they want to read, you know, or the types of books. And then they're going to go ask their classmates for recommendations. And so maybe you're going to set the timer for like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and they're going to go find someone who can recommend a graphic novel. They're going to find someone who can recommend an autobiography. They're going to find someone who can recommend a picture book. They're going to find someone who can recommend a fantasy. They're going to find someone who can recommend a book series, you know, whatever it is, rather than them coming up with books, because a lot of times students have a hard time brainstorming a long list of books to read. 
they need to find a friend who can suggest that. So that's a really easy way for students. And you can have them do that on notebook paper or a blank piece of paper. You could easily create a box or a chart. It doesn't require a ton of prep work on your part. But this is a really easy way for students to kind of reflect on the books that they've read, books that they know, and then get recommendations of books that they can read during the summer. So super simple activity that could maybe take 30, even maybe 45 minutes, depending on how long your students want or how long their lists want to be. The second thing that you could do is you could have a book award ceremony and thinking about how it's like the movie awards, the Oscars, the Tonys, all of those things. You're going to do the same thing, but for the books that you've read. So you can have your students as a class brainstorm categories of books that they want to do awards for. So maybe they want to come up with the best picture book. Maybe they want to have the best novel. Maybe they want to have the best genre. Maybe they want to do a book award for the most surprising ending, best illustrator, best author, most loved character, whatever it is. Let them brainstorm the different categories. And I mean, you can have, if your students are into this, you can have as many categories as you want. I don't know, maybe 10, 12, much more than that. And it might become a little too long or too much for them. But once you have the categories, then you can let students nominate specific books or authors or characters, you know, for the different categories. And there's a couple ways you could do this. You could have a piece of chart paper that has all the different categories, you know, so a piece of chart paper that at the top says best picture book. And then students could either on a post-it note, write their nomination and then go stick it on the chart paper. Or they could just go, you could do like a gallery walk type thing where once all the categories are up, students could walk around and actually write on the chart paper their nomination. And then after all of the nominations are in, you can create a ballot and students can vote. Now, if you really want this activity to sort of take some time and extend it, you could have your students kind of campaign for their nomination. So if they have a book that they feel really strongly deserves the award, best picture book, then, you know, whether it's like a short little campaign speech or a commercial, they can try to convince their classmates to vote for that specific book. And this is where this is kind of like one of those game-like elements that you can add in. You know, if students nominated something and you could create some sort of incentive that if they nominate their book and their book wins, they get the award to take home, whatever it is, something like that. You know, you could even have your students design the actual awards. I feel like my students, especially, you know, the girls in my class or, you know, anybody who was really artistic loved designing these types of things. So, You can have your students campaign for their nominations, and then you can give them ballots. And then, you know, you can even have a group of students who collect the ballots and tally them. You could even extend this and turn this into a math activity and have them graph all of the votes for the different categories. You could even have the students prepare, like, I don't want to say acceptance speeches, but mirror it to like an awards category where they, you know, share the nominations and the winner is and turn it into just like a fun event. If you were looking for a sort of fun event to have at the end of the year, this is a great one. Okay. Idea number three is what I call picture book scoot. And if you have ever done scoot in your classroom with task cards, it's going to be the exact same process, but there's going to be picture books. So what you do is this works great if you have your students' desks either like in tables or in rows or just a way where it's easy for students to move from desk to desk to desk. And you can pick the picture books or you can have every student go pick their favorite picture book, place it on their desk. And you're going to let students, you know, stand behind their desk and then they're going to rotate to the next desk. And so then they're going to be in front of a new picture book. And this is going to be kind of like a first five Friday type of thing where students are really just going to get to preview the picture books. And the whole goal is for them to see a book, either a loved book that they have read in the past that they might be reminded of or a new picture book that maybe they haven't read and want to add it to their summer list or they want to try to read it before the end of the year. but. You would maybe set the timer for like three to five minutes. And even if students just spend that time flipping through the picture book, 
But they're going to, you know, preview or read that picture book. And then you're going to have some sort of cue or signal word to rotate. And then they're going to rotate and go stand behind another picture book. And then you're going to set the timer for three to five minutes. And they're going to preview that picture book and, you know, take a look at it. And maybe you could have some sort of reflection sheet or a I want to read this list. So as students are circling and previewing all these picture books, they can jot down the titles that they actually want to go and read the entire book to. So this is a great activity to keep students engaged because they are constantly moving. They're previewing picture books. It's a short amount of time. And meanwhile, you can be correcting papers, filling out grades, packing up your classroom, whatever you need to do. Okay, fourth idea is super simple. Students could write a letter to their favorite author from the year and actually mail it. You know, I would always try to get my students, whether it is through email, writing an actual letter, they wouldn't necessarily always hear back, but a lot of times, you know, they would. So if they had an author that they loved this year, that they really enjoyed reading, write a letter thanking that author for the books that they wrote and, you know, asking them questions or, you know, sharing the impact that they had on their reading lives this last year. Or if they have a character that, you know, they really resonated with, obviously it's fictional, but they could write a letter to the character. So this could just be a good sort of like reflection activity at the end of the year. Again, maybe it would take up, you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes of your time. You could even use the letter to go through the full writing process and they would write their letter, they would revise, they would edit, they would get peer feedback, and then they would publish it to make it an even better letter. So that's a way that you could even extend this activity. You could even let students partner up and collaborate if there's two students that want to write to the same author together. You know, so there's ways that you can bring in that collaboration element as well. But that's a super easy activity to do at the end of the year as well. These next two are kind of bigger events and would take a little bit more planning on your part. But again, could be really fun things to do at the end of the year. One is to do like a reading camp out or camp in, if you want to call it, in your classroom. And you could do a little mini room transformation. This one might be fun towards the end of the year when like your classroom's kind of empty, your desks are emptied, and you could easily move the desks out of the way or reposition them. But you could do a little mini room transformation if you want students to bring in tents, they could, or even maybe just like a sheet to put between the desks to create like a tent, but have them bring in, you know, pillows, stuffed animals, turn the lights off, put a campfire up on your smart board, turn on some music that has like crickets chirping in the background and let them just spend the day or part of the day. A day would be a really long time, but let them spend part of the day reading. You could bring in fun snacks, you know some sort of like s'more trail mix or something and just have a sort of like themed reading day. So that's one fun option you could do. Another option similar to that is to do a read-a-thon for part of the day. When I was in middle school, our school did a -a bike-a-thon where it's like we would decide how many miles we could bike and had to get pledges and, you know, sort of make our predictions. And then the day of, we biked as many miles as we possibly could. So the same idea, but you're going to use books. So, you know, and I would say, depending on your students' reading stamina, if your students don't have a lot of reading stamina, I would not plan on doing this for a full day or even half a day because they're going to get frustrated with it and lose the fun and appeal. But if your students have really good reading stamina, they can easily read for 45 minutes without interruption, then this would be a great thing to do. And you could probably do this for two hours or two and a half hours, or you could even break it up and have like part one in the morning, part two in the afternoon. But, you know, however much time you want to do, have students make predictions or pledges on how many books they think they'll read and whether it is, you know, books, chapters, pages, you know, they can decide. So if they want to read picture books, how many picture books they can read. If they're reading a chapter book, how many chapters they think they can get through. You could have a fun little like starting ceremony, you know, where you have like a ready, set, begin. You could even play the Star Spangled Banner at the beginning and you could have some sort of incentives, some sort of prizes. You know, you could also turn this into like a service project and, you know, students could get pledges and raise money, whether it's to donate to their local library or donate books to, you know, some classroom somewhere. 
based off of the number of books that they've read. So all sorts of things you could do with that, but that could be a fun reading event. Okay, idea number seven is you could have students rewrite the last chapter to either your current read aloud or your favorite read aloud. Or if you did like the book award, pick the best book or the most surprise ending or whatever it is and have students rewrite the last chapter. And it doesn't need to be like a super long in-depth writing thing, but basically have them summarize like, hey, if I was gonna rewrite this chapter, this is how I would have the story end. And then let your students share their alternative endings, you know, whether it's with the whole class or in a small group. And then you can have the class even vote on which ending they liked the best, you know, if they were gonna like change the ending, what they would do. So that could be a really fun way to extend your current read aloud or one that your students have really liked. And then you also bring in a writing element to it as well. Another thing you could do, this would be a good one to do like the last week or the last two weeks of school. And this could almost be like a daily writing prompt. And I was trying to come up with a cute name for it, but I couldn't. So all I came up with is if I had to choose. But really what you could do is you could think back and you could even have students come up with the prompts. And then as you're going through the end of the year, they could draw the prompt for the day. But basically the idea is they would think back to the characters in the books that they have read. And so like a prompt would be, if I had to choose a character from a book we've read to be my teacher, I would choose, and then they would have to select the character and justify and explain why they would want that person to be my teacher. If I had to choose a character from a book we've read to be my sibling, I would choose, and then they would have to explain the character that they would want to have be a part of their family and explain why. If I had to choose a setting from a book we've read to visit, I would choose. If I had to choose to learn a lesson from a book we've read, I would choose. If I had to choose an author to meet in person, I would choose. So just thinking back to the characters, the settings, the problems, the themes that you have read about this year, and then give your students some really fun writing prompts that would make those books a little bit more personal and have some imaginary elements to the writing. So those could be a really fun, just like daily writing prompt to give your students the last week or the last two weeks of school. And then idea number nine is we did this a lot at the end of the year and it just it becomes fun, especially if you live in a state that has really nice weather at the end of the year. I taught in the South most of the time, so either Louisiana or Texas. And so sometimes it would be hot. But if it is nice and beautiful outside, go buddy read outside. Let your students pick a book, whether it is a picture book, a poetry book, a chapter book. Let them pick a friend or two friends and go outside, find a nice shady tree to sit under and just spend 20, 30 minutes to read outside just for the fun of it. You guys know that I'm a huge fan of reading aloud to our students for fun. And I think the end of the year is a great time just to prioritize that you have a little bit of extra flex in your schedule. And I think too, especially as we send our students off into the summer, it can be good to give them as many of these like positive reading experiences as you possibly can before you say goodbye to them. And so buddy reading outside, that was kind of like a daily part of our end of the year routine. You know, let's go outside for 20 minutes and read. And this kind of became an incentive for my students. So it's like, okay, if we get through our our lessons or our, you know, packing up list or whatever we need to do, if we've got time, we're going to go out and buddy read at the end of the day or before lunch or whatever. And then the final idea, and this I think can just be helpful for students and you can make it as open-ended or as structured as you want. But to do an end-of-year reading reflection, I hear from so many teachers, especially inside our membership, that talk about they have seen so much growth from their students this last year, or they're so proud of how hard their students have worked, or even they're so proud of like how they have grown as a teacher. And so I think the end of the year, it is so important to do some reflecting and to celebrate the growth, regardless of what that looks like. You know, maybe you have students that explored new genres or, you know, started reading at home or even just participated in discussions more or took risks or whatever it was, I think just giving students some time to celebrate how they have grown as a reader and things that they worked on that they can see growth in 
And this could be a written reflection. You could do this in small groups. You could do this whole group. And any student who feels comfortable sharing, they don't have to, but they could share. And I think it's good, too, for students to be able to share their wins with their classmates. You could even create a chart, our reading wins for the year, and students write their reflection on a post-it note and stick them up. And they can write as many or as few as they want. But I think taking some time just to celebrate all of the growth that your students have experienced, all of the fun that they have had with reading. Again, this can be such a great way to sort of end the year on a really high note. So those are my 10 ideas of really simple things that you can do with your students just to celebrate the end of the year and keep them engaged and excited about reading and writing and hopefully send them off into the summer with some motivation and enthusiasm to keep reading. So hopefully you find some of these ideas helpful. Hopefully they are giving you a little bit more excitement for your Monday today and this week with your students. And if you decide to use any of these activities with your students in the classroom, I would love to hear about them. I love being able to connect with teachers on Instagram. And so if any of these ideas are something that you think you're going to use, send me a message at the Stellar Teacher Company and let me know. Or you can also leave a review to this podcast. That is so incredibly helpful for me. It helps me know that you are listening, but also anytime you leave a review, it helps other listeners find this podcast as well. I hope that you have a wonderful Monday. Hope you have a wonderful week. And be sure to tune into the podcast next Monday. We have a very special guest that I think you guys are absolutely going to love. And so I will see you back here next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at stellarteacher.com. I'll see you back here next week. 